my name is Ryan, and with me tonight I have um, Dan and um, Mike. What's your name? In my left hand, I have a small silver box. If you speak into it, we can learn what your name is. So what is your name? Martinez. You're about to watch an episode of our digital series Haunted Republic, this time taking you to Bull Run in Manassas, Virginia. This episode shows you some of the earliest investigations Argos Paranormal ever did, not only showing you our origins really as paranormal investigators, but our progression as filmmakers. And please, make sure to stay till the end of the show to catch a sneak preview of The Witching Hour Season 3, coming to a network near you this summer. Enjoy. Can you tell me what you're feeling right now? Um, I felt like I had to for a second, but I'm not going to. Go, 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 go. We're leaving. You're going to stay up here. You touch my face? Is there a Tim down here? Maybe Grace will turn on the light. Is she up here? Jared, did you bring Grace? The Manassas Battlefield, located in Northern Virginia, is recognized as the site of two major battles of the Civil War, the first and second battles of Bull Run also known as the Battle of Manassas, resulting in a total of 26,878 casualties on both sides during both battles. This war-torn land is recognized as one of the bloodiest sites of the war. Located within this blood-soaked battlefield is the winery at Bull Run. Positioned near the location of where the first shot of the Battle of Bull Run was fired, the winery is the site of a former hospital used in the war, while in the main building. On the staircase near the bar on the first floor, shadow figures the size of children can be seen hiding around the walls and watching people carry out their daily routines. Team Republic will be investigating the entire property to determine the cause of the recent increase in activity. Attempting to make contact with whatever spirits may be inside of the winery, Mike and Ryan are on the second floor with the Phasmabox software on his laptop, while several employees of the winery and I are on the main floor with the SB7 spirit box to see if anything will verbally communicate with us. Is there anyone here with us? There is someone here with us. Can you um, please tell us your name? 
Is your name Gene? What'd that say? Yes, something. Did you fight in the war? We tried. Are you okay for being here? Or Zion and Mike upstairs? Do you want to talk to us? I just heard a noise. Is that you? Behind. Can you look behind me? Are you behind me? Can you flash the little uh, torch for the number of spirits here in the hallway with us? Yeah, I am um, scanning this room with this light. I'm sorry, can you repeat yourself? Is there an Anna here? He's in the break room? Is there someone in the break room down the hall? There's lots of there's lots of food over there. Are you hungry? Mike, let's do this. We're gonna pick up that laptop and we're gonna walk around this hall and into each room. Do we have to? Yeah. Yeah, we're searching. Do you see us? Make it right in this room up here. It's a little break room. We're like a little kitchen in a way. There's a deer right here. Uh -huh. Walk in here real quick. Are you in this room? Yes, did you hear that? I'm sorry, can you repeat yourself? We're having a bit of a hard time understanding you. Can you repeat yourself? Are you done with my questions?
touch anyone. If you want to touch us, you can. Do you like me? Do you like Mike? Yeah. You do like Mike. Mother. What? Did someone touch you, dude? Mm -hmm. Where? Like spine area, back. Did you touch Mike? There's just been you leaning against the wall. Are you a child? No. We're leaving. Stairs. Yeah, we're going to the stairs. Can you stay up here? Please. Hold on a second, Mike. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Alright, we're leaving. Bye. I'll get them out the door for you. Go. Go, 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 go. We're leaving. You're going to stay up here. At this time, I could have sworn I had heard Ryan or Mike say something as they were coming down the stairway only to discover as we reviewed the footage that the words I heard were actually from the spirit box in front of me. Is there somebody here? No. Yeah. After spending several hours investigating the main winery, Team Republic heads over to the ruins of Hillwood Manor a former mansion on the winery grounds, which was used as a Civil War hospital. It's said by employees and visitors of the winery that the basement often can be heard with screams, cries, and silent whispers. As we begin to set up our equipment in the basement of Hillwood Manor, I begin to feel the room spinning and grow nauseous every second. Can you tell me what you're feeling right now? Um, I thought like I had to pee for a second, but I'm not going to pee. Is there someone here of us? Hi. Yeah, I just heard you. What's your name? Tim? Is there a Tim down here? Um, I can tell you what I just heard. What? Do you just tell me to... So you don't want me over here? Shut up, okay. Are you friendly at all? 
There is a cold mass right in front of me. Can someone come over here real quick? Pull this. Put it right there. I heard you again. Do you not like us? Yeah, okay. Uh, flash the flashlight for the number of spirits here for us right now. I heard it again. What's your name? Do you not want me here? I heard I told you to You want me to come over? Yes. Yes. I'm coming. If you think Remsel's nervous, turn off that light. You want us gone? Okay. I, I heard yes before that turned on. Yep. Okay, we're gonna go. After finishing up our investigation of the ruins, we head back to the main barrel room inside of the winery, where several of the employees have told us earlier that day that there are two child spirits that tend to hang around that area, Jared and Grace. I think I heard I don't care. You want to play the game? Earlier in the night, during a moment where one of our cameras shut down, in which we didn't notice that it had stopped recording, I had deduced that the potential spiritual anomaly in the barrel room was that of a young girl. Figuring out that it was probably a child, I thought the best thing to do in order to get her to interact with the flashlight was to perhaps play a game of hide-and-go-seek or at least peekaboo to see if potentially that would get her to interact with us. someone else if this is the same person I played the game with no so it is you 
Gracie? Gracie, do you want to play the game? No, wait. Is that Jared that just talked? Jared, is that you? Are you trying to protect Gracie? Hi, Jared. I heard hi, guys. Hey, bud. You got cold right here. You touch my face? What? He's down the stairs. Jared and Gracie, why are you guys still here? Do you guys feel stuck here? Yeah, let's go. Let's go check this out. It was. Someone just turned off our little device. Was that you? It's clear. I know there's someone um, in this room with me right now. Not encountering anything in the barrel room, what we decide to do as the night progresses is split up into several teams and go back outside. Dan, Mike, and Ryan conduct an experiment with cigarettes near the remnants of the Hillwood Manor, while Amanda and myself head over to the recreation bivouac site near the picnic area to see if anything may possibly come out. Hello, if there's someone here with us this evening, we have a cigarette to give you. Leave it. Yep, leave it. You can smoke that cigarette, it's all yours. If you'd like to smoke it, just turn on that light. Is there anything out here with us? We're going into the basement.
my name is Ryan, and with me tonight I have um, Dan and um, Mike. What's your name? In my left hand, I have a small silver box. If you speak into it, we can learn what your name is. So what is your name? As we head back up to the second floor to finish off our investigation for the night, as we turn around the corner into the main office area, one room lights up with a whole bunch of radios just suddenly coming alive as if somebody had turned all of them on. Optimistically hoping that we could potentially make contact with one of the old Civil War spirits on the site, what I do is I take out my phone and I start to play Dixie and other sound effects from the Civil War era in hopes that it will potentially trigger something that will make verbal or physical contact with us on the second floor. Are you here? 
Were any of the guns found on the premises yours? Are you here because you want your gun back? It is mine. It is mine. Okay, um, which one is it? What's the name of it? Jared. Jared, you're a kid. You're not allowed a gun. Maybe Grace will turn on the light. Is she up here? Jared, did you bring Grace? What's your name? Who are we talking to? Who called themselves who who, who called themselves the monster? What's your name? What do you call yourself? Did I say Virgin? Do you call yourself virgin? Jared? Are you the one that made the air up here thick? Jared, turn it off. I don't think this is Jared. Jared, where's Grace? She shot? Okay. Second time you've asked that question, same answer. I want to say you did it the last time. Jared's here. He's suffering. Jared, are you afraid? Jared, you don't have to be afraid. Jared, are you trapped here? We're in hell. Is there something here that's making you stay? Are you trying to protect Gracie? Did he just say that he was cutting her? This changes the whole narrative because all night we'd assume that Jared was protecting Grace or Gracie, however she, you know, responds to us. But the startling revelation that he may have potentially harmed her when they both lived completely changes the environment as we feel that Jared might possibly be more dangerous than he had been letting on. When it comes to the spirits at the winery, Team Republic encountered neither demonic or poltergeist activity. But what they did detect was sorrow, loss, and that some things will never be figured out. What is for certain 
is that some things lie beyond the grave, and when it comes to the winery at Bull Run, expect a good glass of wine, friendly service, and perhaps a visit from some of the spirits that wander the grounds. Just behind you there is the Farnsworth Inn. So you've got a whole bunch of Louisiana Tigers holed up in the Farnsworth during the time of the battle. They're the most feared regiment of the Confederacy here. They're gonna be marching up this hill with barely any ammo under General Hayes. They're going to suffer over 90% casualty because General Howard is up on the hill. When we go over and down the hill, you're going to be able to see up East Cemetery Hill and see almost exactly what those soldiers would see before they were massacred. To have a cannonball hit a tree even next to you is going to completely concuss your stomach. You're gonna feel like you had the flu in just 0.2 seconds. So as they're rushing up here, they're gonna be yelling the rebel yell, which sounds like a whole pack of coyotes, real nasty thing. And he buried them in a secret mass grave. It was so secret that we didn't find it up until about 13 years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. It God. may have been the cause of so many hauntings at the schools such as children would see ghosts going in and out of doors or through windows or smell something really terrible. And a lot of times apparitions smell pretty bad. Through this area, you could possibly smell gunpowder, sulfur. You might even smell what smells like kind of horse manure. That's the big one, I hate that one. But you might even hear what sounds like the clicking of heels, not really union, you might actually hear spurs. This was a huge Confederate area here as they would march up the hill early in the morning of the second and be completely decimated. Once we go through those trees, that'll be the grove territory or the haunted grove as the townsfolk call it. It's not really something that a lot of tours go to, but when we go all the way down the hill, that's when you might start hearing somebody or seeing shadows. So you have to be really careful because it's dark that you're not letting your eyes play tricks on you. You could also see what looks like little muzzle dogs, as we call them. Just little sparks of flash like the enemies are still fighting together. Oh yeah. Awesome. This is my favorite. So when I was here about like two years ago, we didn't really get too much activity when we were here, but as we were leaving out of this little uh, dense area we heard like it sounded like logs breaking in half and I know that sounds a little exaggerated but it really it wasn't it wasn't like a tree branch it sounded like literally somebody taking like trees and snapping the whole things in half huh yeah I think it's possible it could be like a residual haunting like a cannonball hitting some trees maybe could have been possibility um, we tried looking throughout the whole area and we didn't find any trees broken like that so Pretty uh, interesting. So, before we head down the hill, down at that very bottom there is where the grove is going to be. That's the entrance to it. But just here where the bleachers are, you see the kids had raised enough money for their sports program to build in some new lights, to get a new bleacher set. Except when the construction company dug deep enough, 
they came upon several hundred bodies. Oh, wow. Blue and white pinstripe pants, long blue shirts with mismatched buttons, and on top of their head was a mismatched hat from the French and Indian War. It was the bottom of the barrel outfits. Wow. Mm hmm. They were the long lost Louisiana Tigers. Really? That's mm -hmm. so cool. So they were found there, and since then, the school hasn't really reported much hauntings. Of course, they're not going to say that their place is haunted. Here in Gettysburg, it's really hard to get any National Park Service members to say that it's haunted mm -hmm. because they still have their job to do. But it was just found there in front of the bleacher sets, just a little ways in. They found some New Yorker unions buried there as well. But General Hayes supposedly threw them all in and took the marker out, and that's why nobody could find it. Just beyond there on the horizon is Culp's Hill, called the Battlefield Hook. If you go through the Haunted Grove all the way to the other side, you'll reach Culp's Hill's fields. But we're going... That sounds like a geese. Yeah. <laughs> we're going just down there to the bottom. If you remember last time, somebody threw something at you because you made a horrible joke in the woods. <laughs> so I hope you're ready to meet Elizabeth again. That made the bad jokes. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's like leaving little bad children in the woods, and I went, oh. He's always the antagonist when we go out. Yeah. So some ghost companies will actually go behind the bleachers, but I think that's a little bit of a dangerous place. I don't like taking my tours down there or anything like that. I don't like ghost hunting down in that area. Besides, it's not in the woods. This is in the woods. Mm -hmm. I think it's really like soggy down there when it rains. It is down there because it's just now just like this little ditch. Yeah. And then you have the runoff pond here. Oh, wow. Some good moonlight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the trees are really sparse without a little bear. Yeah, without the leaves, yeah. <clears throat> that's a sign, that's an Ohio regiment monument. There's wow. two monuments beyond that. So at any time that we're down here, we just want to make sure that we don't cross over onto the right side at any time. Because that is park property, and they will okay. catch us. Yeah. <laughs> but we are super close. And they did cleaning today, so I believe the goats, or the goats, the gates were open. Brian, don't you wish we can get this close to the Manassas battlefield? I do, yeah. Oh, wow. Is it we're going down here? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but if you turn off your lights for a moment, you can yeah. see just up there. That is the monument there. It's an equestrian statue. But just up here, General Howard of the Union, he would have his men stationed here. And just down this way is where the Confederacy would be marching up, up okay. this hill. They said the battle was so fierce and they were so desperate that they would even tear off the limbs of their dying comrades and use them as weapons. Wow. On the other side is the Haunted Orphanage homestead hmm. um, and the uh, opposite house, the Haunted Orphanage that does the basement tour. And on the other side of that as well is the Evergreen Cemetery and the Soldiers National Cemetery. So it's really just a hop, skip and a jump. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I think that maybe the children that come down here to play may be from the orphanage, uh -huh. but I actually did a lot more history checking on the children that I taught you about last time. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Watch your step, Ryan. Like I said, it sounded like somebody took like a giant log and snapped the whole thing in half. Yeah. It like scared the hell out of both of us and we 
GTFO. Yeah, after we took a look around. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't really find any type of logs that were just snapped in half like that. There's a tree over here, Brian. Yeah. Where we actually heard the thud. It was the rock getting thrown. Okay. And it was somewhere over here we heard a male voice say, hey. Oh, yeah. Almost directed at Remsa. So it was in this location. Yep. Do you all hear that bell, by the way? Yep. The church bell? You heard that, right? The bell? Yeah. Well, the school bell is back at the Liberty Park that we were at. The original school bell. Did you guys just not hear that bell? I know. I, I heard it. You heard it. Okay. Yeah. I was just making sure no, I wasn't yeah. hearing things. I, that's strange. <laughs> it's not normal? No. What time I is it? I never hear At 10 p.m., yeah, we don't have church right. bells. Not at that. No, not, not that at that hour. Sure. Huh. Okay. I may have got it on audio. I'm sure I'm sure you did. You may also we, I mean, we were talking, right? But I could hear it yeah. out of my right ear. Yeah. It was like over in this area. So, anyways. So this is the area where all the ghost tours bring their people. What I usually do though is I go further back. Now K2 meters are not gonna really work when you go to the right because there is a old elect, there's like water going underneath or there's an electric pipe under there. I can't remember it which on the diagram. Mm -hmm. So it kind of throws me off a little bit until we go further back all the way to the pond. Um, it can get a little muddy back there and everything. So when you're ready for that, we go. Mm -hmm. But in here, you first have um, little Alexander. Oops. Oh, Alexander, no, no. <laughs> Alexander is about um, five or six years old at the time. He was here during the Civil War, but he actually worked with the Civil War. He hid in a small little um, rocky edge, which many of the children actually did. He hid inside that little rocky edge, and when the battle was over, he came out of hiding. His brother Edward was here as well. He was three years old, but he wasn't employed with the Union. So instead, he went to grab his brother, and he told him, he said, let's go out on the battlefield. Like many children do, they're going to go out on the battlefield, many treasure hunters. Unfortunately, Edward picked up a loaded rifle and shot poor Alexander in the head. Alexander is down here, and he's a little clever spirit. He, um, sometimes I always tell people to check their shoelaces as a little joke, but that became a little bit more when actually somebody's shoelaces came untied. But then you also have uh, Alexander can touch things which is why I bring trigger objects. He can push little toy balls. He recognizes my lantern and sometimes can blow the candle out. Then you have little Elizabeth, who you've met, Ramso's mm -hmm. met. <laughs> little Elizabeth um, is more physical. She is a bit more cautious and tends to run around like a little shadow person, which is why I'm looking around. She's harmless. Just don't make any kind of jokes towards her. During the wintertime, if it snows, I'll come here with a broom and I'll pat down the snow and I'll walk in a circle and do lullabies. And uh, I've only had it actually work once, but there's little tiny footprints that follow behind me. Uh, the next one, uh, well, little Elizabeth is about 12. She took her life here on Baltimore Street. Uh, she was one of the disturbed children from the Civil War. They would have a lot of them here, um, children and adults. Then you have Rachel. Now, Rachel's story is a little muddled. A lot of different tour, uh, tours tell different stories, so I had to go looking. I found in the Gettysburg Archives that there is a man named Richard Wilhelm, who was a captain with the Confederacy. Uh, he was uh, hanged here in Gettysburg. You know that cute little roundabout you came through? Yeah, yeah, that was it. He was hanged here in Gettysburg. He was one of the last that was hanged for being a traitor, but he was also hanged for being a murderer because he pretended to be a Union soldier. 
he married a prostitute in this town, a lady of the night. He married a prostitute in this town because his name that he stole had no fame against it. So he had a child. And supposedly the daughter uh, had fits and rages and was uncooperative with anyone. They didn't let her out of the house until her 14th birthday where the daughter went missing. And the mother went looking everywhere for her. But little Rachel's body was found out here in the logging area where Richard had worked during his time here in Gettysburg. He thought the union was rich, except he found out that they're poor. So he worked and he buried her out here. When he buried her out here, she was found two weeks later and the mother was able to identify her Sunday clothes. When she asked him where'd our daughter go, he said the stupid girl must have run off. Now the story supposedly goes that the doctor did check out her body, but the doctor was also the family doctor and he said that her throat was slit and that there was no way that she was gonna run off or open the door and run away from her mom because she supposedly had Down syndrome and that may have been able to explain her fits because back then we didn't quite understand it. Today there's nothing wrong with it. So Rachel isn't really able to answer vocally. She answers more with like dowsing rods. It's a plane. Okay. Okay, cool. I need to make sure. <laughs> she is able to answer um, by touching, feeling, dowsing rods. She loves playing with them. We use dowsing rods to be super serious, right? Like, please, if this cross here or open, hug me. She, on the other hand, when you're dealing with children, ghost children, they go, oh, what does this do? <laughs> so then you know you've got one of the kids. When we talk too much to the children, though, someone comes out. And it may very well be Richard. He's the one who can hear spurs. Sounds like chains when he walks. You may even see, like, a little red cherry from somebody's cigar or their tobacco smoke. You might smell it. Um, this is the sign of Richard. You may hear his loud thumping like he's walking. So at any time, like we're walking around, just make sure to like put your heel down first so you don't make a sound. Um, Richard can be a little scary. He might make a man's, uh, the back of their neck feel very heavy or hot. Maybe it's his paranormal way of saying, hey, I, I was hanged. But um, I've never had anybody like personally attacked. He just is really heavy as a male presence. So enjoy that. <laughs> if you call out to him, he still gets upset. We ready? <laughs> what did you hear, Brian? I saw you turn this way, and I thought you heard the same thing I heard. I heard some, like, murmuring, but it could have been cars yeah. or whatever. There's a lot of contamination out here. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If Elizabeth wants to talk to you, she's, she's going to let you know. When an apparition, like, tries to speak to you or a paranormal entity, it mm -hmm. sounds like an electric heat against your face, and you kinda, you're naturally going to turn away from it. But you may hear that little, hey. She's adorable. But when we want to go back there, um, that's when we'll talk about the Iroquois spirit that's supposedly back there. Okay. It's just an emotion. It's not anything that's trying to hurt you. It just wants to be left alone. Hello? Did I hear cigar? You want me to lead the session? Sure. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm new to this area. I'm, uh, you might recognize some some familiar faces here. My name is Brian. With me is Ryan, and uh, we're out here to see if um, if anybody wants to talk to us this evening, communicate with us in some way. Possibly you can pick up the volume.
So we want to try to we want to try to uh, make contact with somebody that um, considers this area home. Does anybody want to does anybody want to talk to us right now? Let's go ahead and say yes. That's what I thought. Yeah. So is there so is there a child here that wants to talk to us? Yeah. What's your name? I told you my name. What's your name? Do you want to play a game? So I'm going to count down from three. And when I get to zero, just tell us your name, okay? John. <laughs> wow. Okay. Crystal clear. <laughs> Hi, John. How are you? So, John, uh, how old are you? Twelve. Yeah. You heard twelve? Game? You want to play the game? Did you hear that? Yep, and then I heard, hear that. Sounds like they're repeating what they're saying. Okay. Do you think that's the game? So I have some, uh, I have some, uh, uh, copper dousing rods. You may know what these are. They help you find water. But, uh, if you use your energy, you can move them. And let's see if, uh, that's easier for you. We'll play a new game, okay? So, John, so, John, if you're with us, why don't you try to use your energy and, uh, move these dousing rods away from each other so they swing back and touch me in the arms, okay? I heard too cold. Really? <laughs> no kidding. Okay, can you do both of them? Hey, John, can you do both of them? Both, yes. Good job. So, John, what do you want to tell us about you? What can you tell us about yourself? Are you a soldier? So, is that you moving the rod? Alright, you're pointing at Ryan right now. Are you curious about what the equipment that Ryan has? Do you know what that is? Okay, John, yeah, part of the game. I heard ticked off before at rate. Really? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was rate, but it could have been rate. One, one of the stories has Rachel being, uh, well, touched by your dad on occasion, yes. John, can you point to where you are with these rods? I don't know what name Richard pretended to be under. Can you point to where you are with, with these rods? Hey. 
Are you next to us? Are you straight ahead? Is that where the trail is? Right in that direction? Okay. Are you down the trail, John? If you're down the trail, can you cross these rods? You were able to move them earlier. You want us to go down the trail? Okay, it looks like... Okay, we'll go down the trail. We're going to get down there at some point. Is there anybody else that we can talk to? Last name as well. I'm up there like every, I'd say every other day during the summer. Elizabeth, so. <laughs> are you trying to warn us? Yeah. Is Richard here? Yeah. Well, he wants us to go down the trail at some point. We don't have to do it so they could walk down there, but then there's also a deflection that he wants to get out of the getaway from this part, maybe. Yeah, let me see. Oh, Richard would do it. He would do it. He's more like a conscious, like intelligent spirit. Like some of the spirits you meet in Gettysburg are not intelligent, but then every now and then you meet that one that knows what it's doing. Yeah. And that's that's a hundred percent Richard. just a rock placed here. I don't think there's anything significant about this rock whatsoever. But here in this area is where my mom and me, this entire walk path here went dark. Absolutely dark. Our water bottle froze in the top of it. Like it was, you put it in a freezer for a little bit. Yeah. But we couldn't see anything beyond those two trees. Like when you're normally walking and it's pitch black dark, you can shine a light down there and you can still see beyond it. But it was so dark that we couldn't see any of those trees beyond it. It was like a dark sheet just covered the whole yeah, area. Like yeah, like there was something like definitely there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So normally, like, I'll be right here. Don't turn the flashlight off, please. <laughs> <laughs> this was like an archway. Okay. Anything we saw beyond it, you could tell someone was standing in front of it. Okay. But the thing just kind of swayed. But it was tall. It was super tall. Huh. Come to find out, there are things rarely that avid ghost hunters see that they call windigos. 
people here in Gettysburg have seen these dark shadows that walk across the battlefield. And they can come in different sizes. They can become big, they can become little, they can make the area really cold, they can make it really warm. Um, they affect the area. So as I did a little bit more digging, it turns out that the land here by Gettysburg, you know, much older than Gettysburg, it had Iroquois tribe on it. It was purchased by the Iroquois tribe and they were allowed to work on the farms here. An incident happened with a woman and a Iroquois man involved with each other and the townspeople became extremely paranoid that, you know, the savages are taking over our way of life, that kind of thing. Yeah. And they asked the state to send an army to destroy them. Many of them managed to escape, but they did have a few Jeez. deaths. Yeah. And maybe those Iroquois have left their own anger to continue walking around. It's just an emotion. So but I've never it a really Wendigo? tried it. Mm -hmm. A Wendigo? And it's tall. And it's it, like a tree. So it's specific to maybe a Native American spirit? or mm -hmm. Okay. Is it like a human spirit or like an animal? Because Wendigo sounds depending, like an animal. It's probably. not depending on the like religion type and like the legend type um, okay. in different cultures. Um, I know in the Native American, it's more of like kind of like a skinwalker yeah. type of um, creature. But like in other cultures, it could be like a spirit, this giant, huge mass. That's yeah, usually not a good sign. That was crazy. It was clear as day. I mean, I if it, if I I could swear there's somebody down there, right? I mean, it was like that's where he wants you to go.